Welcome back to another episode of the Geek Roundtable. This is episode number 41. I am your host, Kenny, and today's roundtable topic, Batman. Join me for today's roundtable are my good friends, Joe, Haley, Tom, and Brian. Okay, I'm going to keep this intro short because it's a fairly long podcast. It runs just over an hour, and we had an amazing discussion about Batman. So we're going to jump on into the roundtable on Batman. All right, it's time for our roundtable, and joining me for today's discussion are my good friends, Tom. Hello, everybody. Joe. Good evening, Commissioner. Uh, Haley. <laughs> Hi, uh, Joker. And Brian. Good evening, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> You're the straight man. Yeah, everyone else is. Yeah. Thank you guys for joining me. I really appreciate it. Uh, obviously, our discussion is going to be on Batman. Uh, and uh, I'm going to read a quick, well, not so quick. Uh, it depends on how I edit this. A uh, little <laughs> synopsis of Batman. Batman is a superhero who appears in an American comic book published by DC Comics. Batman was created by artist Bob Kane and writer Bill Finger and debuted in the 27th issue of the comic book Detective Comics on March 30th, 1939. In the DC Universe continuity, Batman is the alias of Bruce Wayne, a wealthy American playboy, philanthropist, and owner of Wayne Enterprise based in Gotham City. Kane, Finger, and future DC writers accompanied Batman with supporting characters including his sidekick Robin, allies uh, Alfred Pennyworth and James Gordon, and foes such as Catwoman, the Scarecrow, the Penguin, and his archenemy, the Joker. Batman's origin story features him swearing vengeance against criminals after witnessing the murder of his parents, Thomas and Martha. He trains himself physically and intellectually, uh, crafts a bat-inspired persona, and monitors Gotham streets at night. Kane conceived Batman in early 1939 to capitalize on the popularity of the DC's Superman. Although Kane frequently claimed sole creation credit, Finger subsequently developed the concept from a generic superhero into something more Bat-like. The character received its own spin-off publication, Batman, in 1940. Batman was originally introduced as a ruthless vigilante who frequently killed or maimed criminals, but evolved to the character with a stringent moral code and strong sense of justice. Unlike most superheroes, Batman does not possess any superpowers, instead relies on his intellect, fighting skills, and wealth. The 1960s Batman television series used a camp aesthetic which continues to be associated with the character for years after the show ended. Various creators worked to return the character to his darker roots in the 1970s and 1980s, culminating in the 1986 miniseries The Dark Knight Returns by Frank Miller. DC has featured Batman in many comic books, including comics published under its imprints, such as Vertigo and Black Label. The longest-running Batman comic, Detective Comics, is the longest-running comic book in the United States. Batman is frequently depicted alongside other DC superheroes, such as Superman and Wonder Woman, as a member of organizations such as Justice League and The Outsiders. In addition to Bruce Wayne, other characters have taken on the Bat persona on different occasions, such as John Paul Valley, Azrael in the 1993-94 Night's Fall story arc, and Dick Grayson, the first Robin, for a three-year period from 2009 to 2011. DC has also published comics featuring alternate versions of Batman, including an incarnation seen in The Dark Knight Returns and its successors. The incarnation from the Flashpoint in 2011 event 
and numerous interpretations from Elseworld stories. One of the most iconic characters in pop culture, Batman has been listed among the greatest comic book superheroes and fictional characters ever created. He is one of the most commercially successful superheroes, and his likeness has been licensed and featured in various media and merchandise sold around the world. This includes toy lines such as Lego Batman and video games like the Batman Arkham series. Batman has been adapted in live action and animated incarnations, including 1960s Batman television series, which starred Adam West. And he's been portrayed in films by Michael Keaton in Batman 1989 and Batman Returns in 92. Val Kilmer portrayed him in Batman Forever in 1995. George Clooney was in Batman and Robin in 1997. And then Christian Bell in the Dark Knight trilogy from 2005 to 2012. And Ben Affleck in the DC Extended Universe from 2016 to present. Kevin Conroy, Jason O'Mara, and Will Arnett among others, have provided the character's voice in animation. So let's let's start with the questions here. Uh, let's go with let's go with the, the favorite Batman. We could do an actor and a voice actor if you want to go either or or both. Man. So Joe seems like he's really ready. So I'm going to go with Joe first. <laughs> I mean, voice actor. I don't think you go wrong with Kevin Conroy. Like that is <laughs> the quintessential Amen. voice of Batman. That yeah. is. The one of the few people who ever actually got it, the differentiation between Batman and Bruce Wayne nailed it. Mm. As far as actor, whew, man, that's a tough one. Uh, I, I really love the favorites like Michael Keaton. Uh, I, I thought that Val Kilmer was a decent Bruce Wayne, but not so much the Batman. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think Adam West is my favorite Batman. Yeah. I think I've got to go with Adam West uh, just because he's not what you think of when you think traditionally about Batman, but he was what Batman was in the 60s. Yeah. He he embodied that almost perfectly. And, you know, they, they translated that into the cartoons back in that time when he and Robin made their appearance on the Scooby-Doo animated mm-hmm. show. Like right. that was that was kind of who Batman was at the time. And and he was just like per, pitch perfect in that yeah. role. Yeah, that, well, that's the Batman I grew up with. Mm-hmm. So when I think of Batman, just like when I think of Superman, it's always Christopher Reeve. Yeah. Because that was the Superman that, even though I grew up with George Reeve playing Superman in the black and white uh, television series, mm-hmm. for some reason, Christopher Reeve is always the one that comes to my brain when I think of Superman. But Adam West is the same. Is He is the Batman to me because yeah. that's what I grew up with in yep. all the, in the TV show and in all of the subsequent animated things that they would throw Batman into because he was such a popular thing. Sure. Uh, how about you, Tom? Well, I absolutely loved the Batman TV show. I mean, I think my parents tell me stories that I used to run around the house going, na 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 You know, they would pin a towel on my back, and that was my cape. And my little toy doll, Joey, was Robin. This was before my sister was born. Like, I'm talking my age from able to stand to three years old in 10 months. Uh, Once Julie was around, she's always been my Robin, my sister, (laughs) um, and co-host of Back Through the Basement. We talk about this week. The very first recording, we sometimes cut to uh, vintage footage of Christmas morning. And in the very first recording we did, 1977, I was three years old. The first toy that we debut in those vintage cutaways on the podcast is me opening a Robin doll to go with my Batman doll. Mm. And I just go nuts. (laughs) <laughs> so I, I have to say that I am absolutely rooted in Adam West, but my favorite, and I love 
thinking back to 88 and 89 when Michael Keaton was announced and everybody was up in a tizzy. Oh, I mean, yeah. No, they mm-hmm. were so upset with this casting. It, they've actually been pissed off at every casting <laughs> of Batman. Every single incarnation yeah. of Batman since Keaton, there's been something... Somebody's going to hate something. Somebody's, somebody's somebody. pissed off. Yeah. yeah. Now, I was the... I, I, I groaned at Batman being redone but not at Keaton doing it. I knew he would be great. I loved him. I've always loved him. I, I, my favorite Keaton role is not Batman. It's Beetlejuice. You know? Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. I just, <clears throat> you know, no, you don't have to talk to Barbara. Oh. Just say it. <laughs> you know, I just love him. But I knew he would be a great Batman, and he is my favorite. And the fact that he is coming back to this role in a future DCEU film, I am over the moon about this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's so exciting. I think it's brilliant. Uh, the multiverse and shared universe thing that uh, is revolutionizing comic book movies right now has got me so excited about what they're going to do and to see any incarnation of Batman on the screen with that favorite Batman incarnation for me is just going to be crazy. So my favorite is Keaton. My root is West. How about you, bro? Uh, let's go with Haley. So I am um, a little too young for the Adam West Batman, <laughs> although I, I respect and appreciate him very much. <laughs> and I, for my, my childhood and my nostalgia with Batman was the animated series yeah. in 92 with Kevin Conroy like that that introduced and that was after i would say my favorite live action would be hands down michael keaton for sure i loved beetlejuice i loved a lot of the stuff he did i was so young i didn't know the arguments about you know i just right. enjoyed those yeah. movies but after that came out in in the early 90s the animated series was just incredible yeah. and it actually just got this is not an advertisement. I'm not paid to say this, but I just realized HBO Max is getting all of it back because there's been a multiple yeah. times where I've been like, man, I really want to watch it. I'm like, should I just buy all of it? Like, I don't, I just want to rewatch it because yeah. they did such a good job of um, the whole series of capturing like Batman and his storyline, but all the different villains. Like, yes. it was like you got every, I mean, they covered even really rare ones you don't get like obviously you always get joker but i mean they covered so many villains and so many storylines within that and i just i remember that's where i i feel like i i learned about batman like that was a show that i came out of it and i knew a lot of the villains i knew a lot of this stuff having not any other knowledge besides the um keaton movies it's very um, thorough it's very thorough. oh it is so thorough and it's just oh man i just and i didn't even know as a kid i remember this I didn't even know that Mark Hamill was Joker. Like I just, it was joke. Like it all just, for me, I was just watching it and just taking it all in and then looking back and being like, Oh my gosh, that's freaking awesome that (laughs) these different people were in it that I didn't even realize. And a beautiful aesthetic from the point of view of animation, borrowing the best of the, of the Burton real, uh, the Burton visualization and just carrying it forward, throwing in that noir feel. It's just, I, uh, it's a, Thing of beauty. I was gonna pull down all my Batman stuff and show you, but I do own that series, <laughs> and I I am glad people can see it on HBO. But I own it on DVD, and and I think there's is there not some scuttlebutt about 
rebooting it and actually well, doing more episodes. When you when you were talking about Michael Keaton coming back, I was like, which which my next, and I don't know if this one was one that I also really enjoyed was Batman Beyond. Yes, with the old Bruce. Bruce Wayne, yeah. and he was he was mentoring Terry McGinnis right. as this young Batman, and I was like, oh my gosh, what if they use Michael Keaton in that respect somehow? I don't know, mm-hmm. I I don't know what the what's going on with all that, but I was just like, oh man, that would be a such a cool live action yeah. take on that whole because that has the whole it's in the future, and then there's a whole new set of baddies and villains and the tech, and and also yeah. the way he mentors him too. Um, that's definitely that's 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 right after that. And that came out, I think, a lot like I was older. So I remember more specific things about it. Mm-hmm. But it because I was so captured by the first one and the original series, the original animated series, they actually did all the which you probably all know this. I'm talking to nerds, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not there's nothing you're going to learn from me. But I thought it was so cool that they used black paper to do all the animation artwork instead of white paper. And that's why it's got that really dark, gritty, like. It's so I rich. Think, See, I, I don't know this. I think that's going to be my ringtone again. I was just thinking, if I hear that music, <laughs> I know exactly what's going to happen. That little yeah. fight and just like, it's just ingrained. <laughs> in mm-hmm. See, that's cool. Yeah. See, I don't know that because I'm not a huge Batman fan. I'll say that at the beginning that I was, I, I've seen all the TV series, you know, TV series. I've seen all the movies, but I have, I've probably seen bits and pieces of the animation, animated movies. So yeah. I am lacking when it comes to Batman. So I'm interested. I had no idea. So that's you great news. You should just watch it. It's like you don't have to have any backstory. It's like you could just jump which, in. Which, which animated series are we talking about? Just Batman the Animated Series. It's just called yeah. Batman the Animated Series. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. With Kevin yeah. Conroy and Mark Hamill. It, it was a, a spiritual answer, an animated spiritual answer to the Burton mm-hmm. reboot. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, if you're a – a fan of the of the two Burton, you know, yeah. Batman and Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoyed the all the spirit of were, that, yeah. yeah, of that incarnation is kind of what drove the launch of of the animated series. Okay. It kind of it kind of marries the Tim Burton visual style with like Tim Sale's art style mm-hmm. from the comic books. Right, uh, it's a perfect amalgamation of those two styles. Yeah. It's yeah. so great. And like Haley was saying, it highlights villains that you never see get their due almost anywhere else. Like yep. Clayface has an amazing arc oh, in the animated yes. series. That's yeah. where I learned about Clayface. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Good Very stuff. Cool. Cool. Scarecrow's handled so great. Yeah. 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 I got to watch it. Now I'm going to watch it again. I might have to go through again. It. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I'll definitely check it out because I've been wanting to see more animated stuff. And yeah, and it's not. Aren't they like twenty? They're like twenty minutes of yeah. like bliss. Oh, they're really quick. A little. Yeah. It's yeah. like watching Star Wars Rebels or something. It's like those yeah. little like. Yeah. Yeah. Things. Cool. And it's like the last. It's it's the beginning of the end of traditional hand drawn animation on oh, TV. Oh, it's so beautiful. It's oh. it's oh my gosh! Just going back to it, you're like, ah, oh, this is what it's all about right here. Which, <laughs> Did Batman Beyond, did they hand draw that too or no? Or they moved on? No, they started going towards like uh, more digital art when they got to Batman Beyond. Okay. Cool. Brian. All right. (laughs) Meanwhile, in the Rocket City. (laughs) Well done. Well placed. Well placed. (laughs) So, uh, Kenny, you asked. uh, I'm going to first say I agree with Joe and and Haley and, and Tom on this. When... If you watch any Batman animated, start with Batman, the animated um, series, Mm -hmm. Um, because the voice actor, Kevin Conroy, 
he is exactly what Joe said. He he understands that Batman is the character and Bruce Wayne is his mask mm -hmm. and he portrays it perfectly. And then when you combine it with that animation style, the noir and it's and the, a little bit darker, that is a phenomenal series and they're short enough you can sit down and get every story is phenomenal yeah. and it stands alone. It's great. Um but uh, I, I was when when you mentioned this whole podcast or this episode about Batman and voice actor or actor, I, I started to do a search. And I think there's like 40 plus people who have portrayed Batman mm. um, and, and equal amount of voices. And as, as I was looking, I uh, saw that and I hadn't really watched Batman, the Brave and the Bold. It's a, a relatively newer and I watch it and I I learned that there's a villain named or uh, actually a hero named bat ape which was bizarre in itself but the voice in that is um by um diedrich Bader. yeah Bader. Bader. yeah Bader. he's from um what like whose line is it anyways yeah. and mm. a few of the abc and yep. when i saw that he Drew was Carey the voice show. i was like i would never have expected it to be pulled off and i think in that batman uh the the brave and the bold he does a very good job as batman yeah, I I would give him some some due credit for how he did it, but wow. hands down, it, it comes down to Kevin Conroy. He was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, but but so so Kenny, you and I are at least in a little bit earlier generation. So I got a, a little backstory on me and Batman. I think my first introduction to Batman was when I was probably four years old. You know, for preschool or whatever. My mom had bought me a, a wind up plastic clock that had batman and robin and the alarm sounded like this batman batman wake up what is it robin it's time to go to school and i heard that every morning and i was like oh my gosh so i grew up with the super friends in the early 70s oh yeah me too and, and um uh i guess it was Olin, Olin soul he played batman um here's another i'll do a nerd tangent this this one episode burned into my brain. It was called the the King of Middle Earth or the Lord of Middle Earth. Wow! And uh, if you get a chance, look into it because it has nothing to do with Tolkien. But they make Batman into a, or they actually make the Super Friends into trolls at one point. Like, oh, I remember that episode. Yes. yes. Oh my, yeah. I was gonna say that was yep. one of those. It was so bizarre. It burns into your brain. But yep. um, but the voice that that um Olin had done. I grew up with and I'll never forget. I was so amazed at those cartoons because they would do like little PSA, you yeah. know, the public service announcement. And there was one, you know, where R Robin is going to choke or something. Batman has to tell him how to save somebody who's choking. But the one that just blew my mind was a magic trick that Batman taught you on how to rip a phone book in half <laughs> to demonstrate your strength. And you put a little bit of water on it to get it. And then you rip each page. It. I was, I was just floored. So I have a <laughs> soft spot for that voice, even though it was a little campy, but interesting, but moving to the actors. And, and Casey Kasem was Robin. Yes, he was. Yeah, he was. Oh, that, wow. And, okay. Yeah. So yeah, again, I was too young. That, and, <laughs> And I would say that, well, Kenny, you mentioned it. Batman is almost 90 years, 80 years old, almost 90 years yeah, old. Yeah. He has done a lot of evolution in his, his, his and our lives. Yeah. And I would say that um, I think Joe was saying it in the 60s, uh, or you were Kenny, right? Um, Adam West, he was, he was Batman. He, yeah. he epitomized what Batman was at the time, both in the comics and in, in the, the, 
on the screen, whether it was the movie or whether it was on the TV show. Mm-hmm. And uh, he did a phenomenal job. But I think I he, he did it in life. He would go around to events mm-hmm. and and oh, yeah. play yeah. Batman for kids for at events. Like Clayton Moore as the Lone Ranger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, when it comes to actors, so I've read a lot of Batman comic books, and and I I kind of bounce between who my hero de jour is that I that I follow. But I would say I really liked Christian Bale mm. as Batman, and I say that probably more so because I really enjoyed that whole Dark Knight trilogy. Um, that was the, the Batman Begins and the Dark Knight trilogy. I really enjoyed how they portrayed Batman. Now, I don't think his voicing and and some of the characterizations weren't perfectly accurate, but that storyline in him, that I really appreciated how they they twist, you know, they evolved the Batman character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So very cool, great films. Cool, cool. All right, so here's some interesting facts I found on Batman. At least I thought they were interesting. Hopefully, you guys will find them interesting as well. (laughs) Uh, Batman's secret identity, Bruce Wayne, uh, was derived from two historical figures, Robert the Bruce, a Mm. Scottish national hero, and Mad Anthony Wayne, a hero of the American Revolution. So they took both those names, combined them to make Bruce Wayne. I thought Uh, that was interesting. Tom... Batman's online screen name is John Doe two nine seven. Yeah, I thought that was so bizarre. I guess in the comic book, that. yeah, in the comic book he goes online, hmm. and that's what his screen name is. <laughs> so, uh, Brian, yeah, it's uh, interesting that there was a nineteen forty three TV serial called The Batman, and it was there that they introduced the whole concept of the Bat Cave. Nice. I believe they were showing that when man, this is. Comedy Channel first started before it became Comedy Central. There was the Comedy Channel, and it used to be just like a bunch of short bits from people's stand-up routines. But then, like for about two hours, they would show Batman serials, and I mm. think that's what this is right here. These mm. the nineteen forty. Oh, that's the nice. Oh, okay. Yeah, weird, like sepia tone. Yeah. Batman stories, and I'd be like, "What is this? I've never <laughs> yeah. seen this before in my life." I've got it over here. It's. Of course you do. Excellent. <laughs> and actually, the Batcave, and I know there's a question later, but one of my favorite characters in the whole Bat universe is the T-Rex that he has in the Batcave. <laughs> you know, it's always there, and unless you read the stories, you don't know where it's from, but it's just so cool that he's got a, a, a T-Rex in his Batcave. Oh, a T-Rex, remember. like a giant corner. I no idea he had a T-Rex. Oh, yeah. That either. I mean, there's enough cool stuff in that bat cave to keep me entertained for hours. (laughs) I know there's a T Rex. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, All right, Joe, you have the next interesting fact for us. Okay. um, So. Darkseid is essentially the end boss of the DC universe, kind of like DC's Thanos, uh, an evil god who can go toe-to-toe with Superman himself. Even though Batman is a mere mortal, he's bested the villain on two separate occasions. Mm. The first time, Darkseid blasted him with his Omega Sanction beams, so Batman shot Darkseid with a god-killing gun. Darkseid's beam sent Batman back in time, and that's how we got, like, caveman batman and old western batman and <laughs> yeah. night batman man that was a weird that was like a dark time for the rebellion um, <laughs> but batman eventually returned to the present and thwarted dark side's plans now the second time batman put on the hellbat armor designed by the justice league giving him immense strength at the expense of his own life force he was able to brawl with dark side long enough to complete his mission rescuing his son damian wayne 
who Very is cool. the best Robin. He was the best Robin <laughs> in the comics, at least. He was he was amazing. Yeah. Very cool. And Haley, you have the next one. Oh, yeah. I have a very interesting. Did you pick this out on purpose for me, Kenny? No, no. Um, just... <laughs> but it's an education one. So apparently there is a real course called the Science of Batman at the University of Victoria in Canada. Of course, Canada. Yep. Yeah. We have all the wrong priorities in this country. <laughs> hey, you know, you know. So that's what I'm saying. It's in Canada, of course. <laughs> Got to learn from our northern neighbors. <laughs> yeah. The extreme range of adaptability of the human body explored through the life of the caped crusader. Hmm. So that yeah. is the course description. Wow. I Thank you, Canada. That was very informative. <laughs> I was yeah. already signed up to go there, but now I'm... <laughs> I, I wonder what major that works for. It's criminology. Criminology. I don't know. Anatomy. Maybe anatomy of the way they described it. I'm yeah. like, huh? Like, That's I just funny. think about how you know. There's especially well, a lot of times with Batman, it's like he keeps doing the right thing, and sometimes it's just like a thankless job for him in a way. Like the the constant struggle that he has with yeah. like because he deals with villains. I mean, the, it's not just bank robbers. And I mean, the level of psychological trauma that he's having to push himself up against constantly just to like, and then he never, you know, he's, he's never, he's always has these codes that he has to like, Mm -hmm. you know, turn them in and not use guns and do this. And man, I, I have missed this class. (laughs) It it might even be an anger management class. Maybe That man is no different than any of the people he puts away. It's just that he happens to have just a small moral compass that separates him. And that's what, then that's such a struggle. He's like always like on that tipping point. It's Mm -hmm. just, so that's what this is going to, a 12 week course um, (laughs) that you become on the tipping point probably by the end of it. (laughs) Now that's funny that Haley had mentioned like that he, he isn't violent. He doesn't use guns and there was like he did use a gun. Yeah. The first couple of comic books, Batman used yeah. a gun. They didn't actually give him that backstory until I think like a decade or two decades mm-hmm. later. They actually gave him that origin of like his parents were killed. Yeah. He doesn't mm-hmm. use guns as part of his code because that's what happened to him. Yeah. Uh, so it's funny how that kind of evolved and has become part of the Batman mythos. Yes. Yeah. He mm-hmm. killed people. In mm-hmm. the oh yeah. Comic books. He was brutal. He was I mean, very I, I was, brutal. When I was yeah. doing research, he hung people. He yeah. killed yeah. people with guns. He, he essentially was the punisher. Yes. yes. Right. Yes, yeah. he, he started out very violent as yeah. a punisher-style vigilante. Yeah. And then I, somewhere along the line, the code came in. And, and the, actually, there was a more recent um, – I, I say more recent. It was probably in the late 90s or early 2000 comic um, that was titled Something About a Gun. And it was actually – it, it kind of went back into that backstory as to why he – avoids the guns in his crime fighting yeah so, so what do you think of the new um uh what's his face robert pattinson there we go robert pattinson i mean obviously the pandemic put a halt on they had to stop a lot of filming with that but that teaser looked really dark yeah it does um, i think he looks so, good in the costume no it does and <laughs> yeah. but i mean they're they're going a whole they're going really dark with it and i wonder yeah. Some of those rules that he has, is he going to be breaking them in this, or mm. is it? It yeah, it looks like a very different style. Um, 
I think darker than even the Tim Burton, the way. Yes. I, I actually, you know, like I said, I, I followed a lot of Batman and I think that I'm concerned with the, 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 um, the movie, the, the motion picture industry going too dark with him. Yeah. Cause I yes. think it worked. I mean, it worked when we brought in Michael Keaton, you know, mm-hmm. Oh, we went dark. People liked it. Well then, like I just said, I like Batman begin. That was still kind of dark. Not, yeah. I, you know, I don't know if it was as dark, no. but, but when it they was were- coming off the heels of like, Batman as a Broadway show for like right, films. so it was, <laughs> right, and, it was, and or just two. It was just two. I, I'm afraid they're going to try and you know double down on the darkness of the Dark Knight, and it may it'll be interesting to see. I'm not going to yeah. not yeah. watch it, yeah, but yeah. it'll be interesting to see where they take the Dark Knight yeah. in, the, in this next series. Yeah, it I, seems like movies are a lot of these movies, especially DC's superhero movies, seem to be taking their cues from what's popular in television right now. Mm-hmm. And and what's popular is like look at what they did with Daredevil, what Marvel yeah. did with Daredevil oh, yeah. on Netflix. It looks like that's kind of what DC's wanting to do with this Batman. It's exactly. Uh, so they, it might yeah. be a little too dark. And I'm kind of with you. I feel like Batman's dark enough. Like, and we talked about this on a previous podcast, Kenny, where you know, I used to be all about like, I like Batman. He's dark, mm. he's brooding, and he's ugh, Superman sucks. And then as <laughs> I've gotten older, I've found that my heart has more and more space for Superman, where I'm like, actually, it's okay to have hope. It's okay to be like, you know, look at <laughs> look on the bright side once in a while. Yeah. Uh, so I hope that it doesn't go too terribly dark because it would be a shame to see Batman have to be rebooted yet again yeah. Uh, yeah. after getting such a, you know, another start. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of interesting, too, that if you look at something, you clearly a couple of, quite a few in Batman Returns, but there's even a few in Batman, the first Michael Keaton. At this point, from the perspective of what's happened filmically, there are campy moments in those movies now. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, those oh, yeah. movies we thought were a complete, um, wow, they went dark yeah. with it, you know, because we're coming off of Adam West, yeah. you know, yeah. dancing the Batusi. So then you move on to this. So it could be an answer to to those reboots. You know, the Pattinson movie could be to Keaton what Keaton was to West. Mm -hmm. Yeah, true. I just I love the that Joker line. I'll always remember. Where does he get all those neat toys? <laughs> those yeah. wonderful toys. Wonderful toys. I mean, there's so many campy. I yeah, I think yeah. so. Then in like 30 years, Batman's going to be, you know, a serial killer. I guess if this is the <laughs> path that we're taking, it has to keep. Comparing. Well, look at look at Joker the movie. Um, mm. the Joker I actually movie. did oh, not yeah. see it. This is this is basically I, there's there's no layer of of superhero comic in this film Mm -hmm. no there's no no depiction of that yeah i would say take silence of the lambs and make it even darker and deeper yeah it was Mm. joker was interesting what i what i love about the joker character in the comics and even in past media is that they've given him like there's there's been a little bit of a a safety net for lack of a better term like you know he's dangerous but there's kind of a method to the madness where this movie had no nuance whatsoever. Like it was right. just, we're going to give you the most terrible, like despicable and disgusting and oh, yeah. terrifying stuff and just throw it on the screen for two hours. Yeah. Enjoy. Have fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
why I didn't yeah. watch it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to sit this one out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That makes me think about The Killing Joke. They did the film adaptation. Oh. And that was really dark. And that took Joker. Yep. Which I didn't read that comic. Um, but that was a, yeah, that was, you know. That's where very... Robin is killed, right? No, that's no. Death in the Family. Death yep. in the Family. Okay. The killing, yeah, so the killing joke is oh I'm sorry you you can go ahead uh, no, go right I, ahead Joe okay I will because the <laughs> killing joke is my favorite Batman Joker story uh, I love it so much that I adapted it and did it on the stage twice uh, to sell out crowds um, but I love that story it is dark. Uh, but what's wonderful about it is it's not the definitive origin story it's just a this is what could have happened yeah. to make the Joker who he is. The whole theme of one bad day. And isn't that just the summary of who Batman is and everyone in the Batman universe? It's one bad day. Something happened and they made that choice. Was it going to send them over the edge into madness or were they going to use it to make themselves stronger yeah. to move forward? You've got Batman who had one bad day, kind of fell into darkness and became Batman. Like I said earlier, just as mad and insane as the people he puts away, but yeah, he has yeah. that code. But then you have my favorite person in Gotham, Barbara Gordon, Batgirl, mm. has the worst thing in the world happened to her in The Killing mm -hmm. Joke. She's shot. She's paralyzed. Does that stop her? No. She becomes stronger, not because of it, but despite it, and becomes Oracle. And oh my gosh, I love the Barbara Gordon character so much. Mm -hmm. And it seems so mean and despicable to do that to her in the course of the killing yeah. joke. But when you get the legacy that's left after that, what she does in books and the kind of role model she becomes for, I, I mean, I don't want to say like people who have disabilities, but I'll say it. People who have disabilities, girls yeah. who feel who've been told by so many people, you can't do that. You can't do this. Look at what Barbara Gordon represents in comics. It's, it's mm -hmm. wonderful. And so when I staged The Killing Joke the second time, I had penned a, a quick Batgirl one act to kind of introduce who she is because I felt oh. like The Killing Joke doesn't do her enough justice by setting her up, letting the audience know who she is. They just kind of assume you know because it's the comic book world. Uh, and so what was funny is that we had no idea that the animated movie was going to be coming out mm -hmm. like a month later after we had staged oh, wow. it the second oh, time. Wow. So we did The Batgirl and The Killing Joke like two act show uh, and ended up having people come out and like, you know, they reviewed it and then they brought me and some of my cast members on some of their shows afterwards and, you know, kind of compared the two. And I mean, I'm going to toot my own horn here because I don't do that often. Uh, I actually uh, hate myself most of the time, but the, uh, the I like, like that, a, man. a lot, I, exactly. A lot of the <laughs> reviewers were saying like, the they were like, what, what was it about? Like, how come you got Batgirl right? But this animated movie didn't. Mm. And I was like, because I didn't make Batgirl sleep with Batman. Like that's yeah. That's mm. like low-hanging fruit. It, it's that's not what her motivation is. Uh, but no, to, to get back to the original point, Haley, yes, the, the killing joke is a super dark story. And had they gone that route with the Joker movie instead of what they did, I think they would have been they they would have had a better even though it's an Oscar award winning film it would have yeah. been a better picture to move forward to build the mm -hmm. DCU. Yeah. Yeah. And Joe, what I was going to say about the killing joke. So both the comic and then the animated, 
the one thing, and you said it, you said the Joker and the Batman are almost identical. It's yeah. just that little sliver of code. And and without trying, you know, I'm trying not to spoil anything, but in the very last scene or the very last frame in the comic, yeah, you see that perfectly. What you just said, you see how Batman and the Joker, ha- they are almost not even mirror images of each other. They are almost the same character mm-hmm. except for that code. And that, that's where the killing joke is a phenomenal story yeah. in the Batman, yeah. you know, legacy. It's one of the few stories that actually illustrates how, how even the Joker and Batman are, yeah. uh, how they, they really are on the same level, uh, both intellectually, emotionally, like they, like, yeah. I mean, I'm just repeating what you said, but it, it's not many Batman stories nail it like Alan Moore did with this one. Mm-hmm. Cool. So let's, yeah, move on to the next question here. Uh, just really quick, favorite Batman movie. This is live action Batman movie. Tom. Favorite. 89 Batman. Cool. Joe? Lego Batman. Nice. <laughs> the well Lego played. Batman movie's so good. It is well good. Played. Haley? Oh, I now you put me on the spot. I was gonna say I was gonna say um Michael Keaton Batman, but now I'm like, oh Lego Batman. Oh my gosh, I forgot about <laughs> you and I love you so much. <laughs> oh, when he's all his different Always yes. yeah. lobster. Yeah. He's always eating lobster. Always. <laughs> and then Joker's like, just I love you, like trying to be. Oh, there's so many levels. Oh so man. Good. Oh, it's so okay. I'm I'm gonna be on the fence between those two. Okay, Brian. Yeah, I mentioned Batman Begins, but I do have to throw out a shout out to um the Batman and Robin with George Clooney in it, just for the single quote when Robin says. Holy rusted metal, Batman. <laughs> no, look at it. No, well, seriously. And Batman's like, what? He's like, can we, it's metal. Can we, it's- can we also like shout out to Uma Thurman? I mean, I know there's oh, a lot wrong with that movie, but I really, I, I've always, Poison Ivy's my favorite villain. And even though it's, there's, yeah, there's a lot, but oh man, I love Uma Thurman. And she just had that look and that. She's oh, everything my. right about that movie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> small, yeah. Well, I, yeah, mine would be the Batman, the original Michael Keaton, first Batman. Yeah. That would be my favorite. Yeah. All right, let's go with another question really quick. Favorite Batman animated TV series or movie? Batman animated series. Yeah. 1992 to 95. Yep. We can go back to that. We can talk about that a little. Everybody. I, 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 I yeah. think we gushed on that one a lot, but I want to throw out, again, doing research for this podcast, for this episode. Brian is very prepared, people. The <laughs> very hush. prepared. If you if you get a chance to watch the animated Batman Hush, I'll write that down. Absolutely incredible, and and actually, well, it it ties into who my favorite villain is, also storylines and stuff. But the Hush storyline and that movie, the animated movie, great artwork, great story. It's really they they did a really good transition from the comic to the animated. Yeah. So. If you get a chance, take a look at, at Batman Hush because the story is also really good, too. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That was Jim Lee's first work for DC Comics when he moved over from Marvel. Wow. Yep. He, did, he yep. did Batman Hush, and it was an incredible like just tour through yeah. the Batman universe. Is it, yeah. just, is, is it just an animated movie, or is it a series? It's a, it's, it was a book first, and then they yeah. made an animated movie. It was like t- a 12-issue run okay. from like issue 608 in... In Batman comics, oh, I thought, this is, oh, I was like, is like, I think that's issue right 
612. <laughs> that's issue 612, but it goes 608 uh, for 12 issues, and okay. uh, they made it into a animated movie. If you watch an animated movie, it's they do a great job. I had a weekend where I watched like almost all the animated movies, and I don't know. I guess I don't know. I missed that one somehow. Because I was, I was Hank. I was like, I want to watch Batman Beyond, and I want to yeah. watch Batman animated series. What can I watch right now? And I just was like going through all of them. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool animated series for me. So everybody's uh, pretty much that's the. Oh, yeah. I, I would I would usually generally go with Batman the animated series. I think an honorable mention. It's just super fun. Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That is a <laughs> super fun animated movie. Really? Oh yeah, it's it's a blast. That's a, I didn't know they did a crossover. Yeah, doesn't, yeah. doesn't surprise That's me. Right. But. It was recent, too. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so my next question, uh, which we can discuss a little bit more in depth, is is Batman an anti-hero or vigilante? We know he started off mm-hmm. as a vigilante, but he's evolved since then. Uh, but he's, he's not, I don't know if he's your typical superhero. Can he be both, though? Sure. I guess depending on when you're, when you're looking at him, a yeah. younger Batman versus yeah. an older Batman, if you're looking at... Uh, like Christian Bale versus when you're doing Batman animated series with Kevin Conroy, he's already done a lot. He's been doing, you know, this not, he's not Mm -hmm. a fresh young um, person trying to make the Gotham better. He's been dealing with it for a lot longer. So I think it's kind of shaped how he's, how his, not just his personality, but like how his, his whole journey has affected how he's become more, I mean, just on the verge of losing that sense of sanity and sense of, I guess hope. Yeah. We we talked about how Batman the character evolves mm-hmm. or he grows and matures. And I think that your question about is he an anti-hero, a vigilante, or a hero, I would say that his character kind of changes through the times, but ultimately, no matter how or who looks at it, and I'll tie this back to the hush animated movie, Batman is a hero. And it's for this one sentence, this one quote from the movie that I base that on. And A lot happens, but Batman's response is, if someone can be saved, I have to try. That, to me, is a definition of a hero. Yeah. 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 All right. Does anyone else want to counter what Brian said? There is no no counter to what Brian said. (laughs) Nailed it. And is from- he teaching that class in Canada? Is that <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I think I did hear him say sorry earlier. Yes. Sorry. Um, <laughs> well, as to heroes, Brian would know. Uh, that's true. Um, yes. Thank you for your service, that's brother. I, I believe that, you know, a vigilante really is, is somebody without a code. He operates outside the law, so technically he is a vigilante. But I think that... Uh, I have trouble thinking of him as an anti-hero because he's never really been structured that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, I, I can't purport to have read every single issue. So there may be a, an isolated story I don't know about. But he's always the hero. And he's going to save the day, even if he s- sacrifices, for example, his reputation, such as in uh, End of Dark Knight. Mm. Um, or... You know, to be the to be the hero, yeah. Gotham needs me needs me to be, or you know, whatever, whatever he said. Yeah. In that, actually, actually, I I think he's more down here. You know, he's he always sounds like he's clearing. His I'm not the hero they deserve. I'm not the hero they deserve. There we go. It just sounds like he's hawking up a loogie the whole movie. But um, 
But yeah, I think that he is he is definitely the hero. The only thing that I would question, and I'm the one who said he's a hero, <laughs> yeah. but but the one thing that I would say we've seen in numerous, whether it's comic or movie or whatever, he's created files of how to defeat all of the other heroes. Yeah, true. That's the so, Tower of Babel. Yeah. Yeah. So again, yeah. you know, I know he maybe he's a little paranoid. You know, maybe that goes back into the Batman psyche. That's the thing, and that's where we get to the madness. He is paranoid. He is completely right. mentally ill, and mm -hmm. he's never been treated for the trauma. He has right. post-traumatic, he lives in a post-traumatic stress nightmare indefinitely. Yes. So what really he is, is he is a sympathetic hero viewed through that lens. He is suffering mm -hmm. every single day, looking for a way to heal the trauma of the loss of his parents. It's called therapy, man. Look into it. You <laughs> yeah. can go see a doctor. No, yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Goes back to that co college course. Man. Yeah. Yes, go take right. that course. I'm really at... pushing this class now. Like, I'm all going to sign up after. Did you get to tell Haley's? Nicole Kidman Haley's tried to teacher, help him. Didn't so. Nicole Kidman try? Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's move on to some more interesting facts. I think Tom has the next one here. Yes. The Yellow Lanterns of the Sinestro Corps are powered by fear. So when a ring attempted to choose the best person on Earth, when it comes to instilling fear, it chose Batman. Because the rings understand that he is mentally ill, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> Haley, you have the next one? Yeah, this one I, I read. I was like, oh, this is interesting. So apparently Andy Warhol directed the first ever Batman movie titled the Batman Dracula in 1964. I want to know if anyone in this group has seen that or knows what I'm what this is. My geek However, does not run that deep. <laughs> okay, okay. However, it was made without consent of DC Comics. Oh, so it's all copies of the film have been lost. Yeah. Wow. So, wow. So if you have so seen it, then that, good for you. That's like it's like the holy grail level. of a Batman fan. Oh, yeah, it is. Wow. Scan it and put it on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he had the wow. rights to the Campbell cans either, so he's really messing this around. doesn't follow any rules. Right. He's the anti-hero of all the... Uh, That's yeah. right. He's the anti-hero. Uh, <laughs> anti-hero, Okay. Yeah. I think um, the Batman Dracula, I wonder what the take on, was he more like... Well, interestingly, there was a uh, animated film called Batman vs. Dracula. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is but in my collection, there... and I cannot tell you that I've seen it because I do not remember <laughs> it at all. What's the villain that um, is is part bat? Like bat, action? Man bat. Man bat, bat and Thank bat you. man. Man bat. <laughs> you know, I would have just guessed that, but I was like, no, he has a better name. He definitely has yeah. a better he name. He sure doesn't. <laughs> when it comes to Batman villains, when you're like, ah, oh, who's that yeah. guy? He's got a face and it's clay. Yeah. It can't be clay. No, it's clay. No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, on the nose. I know. I should always remember that. That's what I hear when I think of Batman Dracula. I'm picturing. Mm. That's what I'm picturing yeah. right now. Man bat. Like a bat. A man bat. Yeah. Not a Batman. Yeah. I, think, I think the greatest heroes inevitably end up going up against Dracula. Because Sherlock mm -hmm. Holmes yeah. went up against oh, yeah. Dracula. Oh, yeah. You know. Yep. Buffy. Buffy though. Like, yeah, Buffy. Nice. Buffy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Buffy. Yeah. Uh, all right. Brian, you have another interesting fact. Yeah, so interesting fact. So uh, the original writer, you know, Bill Finger, when when he was trying to come up with the name of the city, 
he did what all good writers do. He just went to the phone book and played, uh, you know, roulette to figure out what he should name it. And wow. he came up with Gotham Jewelers. And that's how we ended up with Gotham. Gotham City. Just, City. That's right. He just fingered that name, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Bill fingered. <laughs> it's all in the name. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm telling you. Batman is just on the nose all the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Let your fingers do the walking through the yellow pages. Yeah. So Bill Finger did. And he ended wow. up with. Gotham City. Man, what if he landed on Piggly Wiggly instead? (laughs) (laughs) I need a fight for the soul of Piggly Wiggly. Piggly Wiggly. (laughs) Uh, All right. Uh, Joe, you have the next one? Okay. Uh, Voice actor Kevin Conroy has played Batman more than any other person, starting Mm -hmm. with Batman the Animated Series. He's been Batman in eight TV series, 13 animated movies, and 10 video games. Yeah, so he quintessentially is Batman. Oh, yeah. That is job security. Yeah. He also played uh, like Bruce Wayne of another, like of an alternate universe that's when correct. they did Crisis on Infinite Earths recently yeah, on all right. the DC shows. Oh, that's right. That's cool. All right. And I have the uh, interesting fact here uh, Ben Affleck is the only actor ever to wear both the Batman suit and the Superman suit in two different films. Uh, obviously, he was in Batman v Superman, uh, Dawn of Justice, and then in Hollywood Land. He put on Superman's right. outfit. Oh, that's right. He played George. Yeah, Reeves. he played George Reeves. Oh, wow. Yeah, so th- I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Wow. He plays the actor who plays. Yes. But he does. Yeah. He does don the the suit in the film. All right. Let's let's quickly talk. Let's talk video games. I have never played any Batman video games, but uh, I'm sure some of you guys have. Julie is the Antonellis, who is the authority on the uh, video games. Dark Knight games. Right. Yeah. So she's crazy about going up and fighting Poison Ivy. So much so that we got Tasia Valenza, and you guys on the Geek Roundtable are the first people to know this. Tasia Valenza will be guesting on Back to the Basement sometime soon. Finally, Julie got to... uh, to meet Poison Ivy. Nice. That's great. I, I do not own the... I, I think I have one game, but um, it was in previous PS, you know, PlayStation iteration. Mm. I've never So played. good. They're fantastic. Uh, Joe, so obviously you played? Oh, yeah. I've played the Arkham games. I love the Arkham games. Uh, my my Batman video gaming goes back to the NES, the, the Michael Keaton 1989 Batman Ooh. game for the NES, which wow. was so good. Um, back when movie adaptations of video games were kind of up in the air like they may be good they may be bad this was a fantastic game uh Mm. really good stuff and batman hasn't let me down in video game form yet like i've always enjoyed the titles i've played yeah yeah Haley. so i um i think batman arkham asylum and that was when i what ps3 i think that is the most complete like i've completed that more than any other game like the achievements the like unlocked all the little because all the little extra things little like side quest things were to read about the villains. And that was like my favorite thing. I was like, Oh, there's a little thing about Clayface. There's like every, every little extra trophy achievement was all about them. And it was so fun because the main story was great. And the way they introduced Scarecrow, I remember playing it. Oh my God. Spoiler alert. I thought my TV was screwing up. Like, <laughs> yes. I, like I fell for it. I was like, what the heck? What's, what's with the video? What is happening? Mm-hmm. And and I remember I realized I walked like your character walks through and you get like dusted and you're like, Oh, that was weird. What ha-? they make you feel like it felt like I was in the comic or I was like, wow. in a film. like that's how it right. felt. And I, I think they did such a great job um, 
introducing once again introducing all these little even if they couldn't put the villain in it like you can actively fight him or play against him or her you got to find a little artifact like there was um didn't they it was like bane's teddy bear was like in a cabinet somewhere and like yeah i still i make i make my husband makes fun of me because he's always trying to introduce me to new video games and i'm like well is it bat is it the batman arkham He's like, that game came out like 10 years ago. Stop talking about that. (laughs) I will never stop talking about it. Have you seen the footage of Arkham Knights or the, I can't remember what it's called. Like it's the, it's the new one though, where you're, you're Batgirl and Robin. I, I, now that that's the newest one. No, I haven't watched yet, but I definitely, I know. Cause then they started adding where you could play other characters. And I think that's really exciting. So I'm no, I'm all I'm on board for that. That is one of the great things about Arkham, uh, and you touched on it was like every time you encounter a villain, like these experiences are crafted to that villain. And yep. uh, like like she said about Scarecrow, where like the TV starts messing up and the controls, and you think there's something wrong for like a split second. You're like, what's wrong with my TV? <laughs> there's a part with Killer Croc uh, in the sewers underneath the facility, oh and it's like an a- like alien. It's like Ridley Scott, That's like. So wow. scary. It's yeah, it's nerve wracking. It's ridiculous. Recommended, Kenny. You got to play these. Man. <laughs> and, and Kenny, like, there's like, it's not. It's it's such a fun story that it. I feel like the the challenging parts are not where you wouldn't get frustrated. Like you mm-hmm. you can still go mm-hmm. through. Except for when I remember your car gets trashed. Remember, like you come out at one point and the Batmobile <laughs> Joker like spray painted it. It's all like messed up, and you're like, oh damn it. And like you have to go back inside, like so much for that plan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Brian, do you play any games? Yeah, so uh, I was very disillusioned with the Batman '89 version because I played on a Commodore 64. And I think oh, my, disc, my disc had failures because I, I ended up not being able to complete that at all. So I was like, forget Batman. Flash forward to the Arkham series. I've heard rave reviews. I have not played it. I will play it again now that I'm retired. I've got a little bit more time to try some of these hey. things. Um, so we'll do that. But the most recent Bat video game I played was actually the Batman arcade game. And I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with that. It's a vehicular game where you're yes. driving the Batmobile mm. through, you know, it's 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 in the arcade where you, you're just a driving simulator. And that was actually pretty interesting to, to get behind the, the Batmobile and uh, drive through Gotham. Yeah. So cool, cool. All right, let's uh, move on to my final question here. And then we have a few more interesting facts. And then we'll be wrapping up. This is a good one. So favorite Batman, bad guy, bad girl, bad person. So, Tom, you want to start off with your favorite bad person? Penguin. Oh. <laughs> Burgess Meredith's Penguin was my favorite. Nice. Um, that's really what got me hooked to Batman, the original series. My most predominant memory. I actually voiced Frank Gorshin's Riddler in a live projection, a live dubbing. It was like a comedic overdubbing of the uh, Batman, the film, because they did make one movie, a, a spun off of the 66 mm-hmm. series. Mm-hmm. They made a movie, yeah. theatrically released film. So I got to voice Riddler whenever he spoke and fill funny words into his mouth. Nice. So I, I, I really love uh, the original series. Penguin. Penguin and Riddler. Cool. Joe? Well, I mean, obviously I would go with Joker, but I feel like that's kind of an obvious answer. We know Joe doesn't go with obvious answers. I don't (laughs) want to go for the obvious. But if it's your favorite, I I want you to give me your favorite character. Joker's my favorite. Joker is my favorite villain. 
I think that when you talk about someone who goes pound for pound against the Dark Knight, uh, I think that you're going to be hard pressed to find a villain that's as rich and as brilliant and just as deliciously devious as the Joker is. Like it, those are such satisfying mm. stories. Cool. Julie's favorite's the Joker too. Haley. So for me, I would say I, I actually already talked about this because I get so excited about it. Is um, Poison mm. Ivy is one of my all-time favorites just because. She's more than just a villain. Like she actually, like her backstory and the fact she's a scientist and she has, she cares about these plants and things that actually matter. She's kind of an environmentalist too. And I think that spin on it is really interesting compared to a lot of other villains that are destruction and death and robbing. And she has a motive that kind of, she's kind of for the betterment of the world without people even in it and just right. her and I, I kind of can get on that I'm kind of cool with that and in my own <laughs> so like ultra on that. yeah but um she the other one cool. I really I really like the Riddler because he's such a he really he comes out as such a serial killer I love I love true crime and I love the way that he he plays games and yes I know Joker does it but the way that Riddler does it like the notes with like the yeah. like you know it always started with like cut out always remember the little cut out messages Mm -hmm. and he 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 prides himself on being he's such a sociopath on being so intelligent and smarter than everyone and smarter than the batman and um it just it feels like his storyline it's like a little bit of true crime that i i love that about it he has a code like batman like the riddler has a code and he sticks to it yeah and you know what i gotta say jim carrey it it was it was a long time since i watched it but it was entertaining it was um he did a he. I mean, like I said, we would look back on these movies, and they're way more campy now. But I don't know. I, I think they're supposed to be Riddler in the new one that's coming out with Robert Pattinson. I don't know how they're gonna how that's gonna look compared. But I I enjoyed at the time. I enjoyed the Jim Carrey Riddler. Yeah, I enjoyed his his especially when he would start to get really upset and angry and just like <laughs> the way he exploded. It was yeah. awesome. I I think Gorshin and Carrey did great part uh, great portrayals. I. I feel just my gut tells me that that definitive performance for the Riddler has yet to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm trying to think of my favorite, and I don't know if I have a favorite. I mean, Joker, but that's, a, again, Joe's answer, and he put it more eloquently than I did. Uh, Catwoman, I love Catwoman, because I love Catwoman's I love that she's yeah. good and bad. You know, she's not yep. truly bad, yep. but... She flip-flops back and forth. So I do like that aspect of her, that she does have a conscious, you know. All right, Brian, tell me your favorite villain. Yeah, so, Kenny, I, I Haley mentioned it earlier. There is such a rogues gallery yeah. of villains. It's really hard to choose. So I broke it down to my sixth favorite. Oh, I broke geez. it into three tiers. Oh, and at the third oh, tier, the lowest tier <sighs> coming in are the Hush character that I mentioned earlier yeah. from the animated and Killer Croc. Those two are my tier three. Tier favorites. three. <laughs> my okay. tier two. Okay. My tier two uh, actually have three: Poison Ivy, Catwoman, and the Riddler. Those three wow. are just classics. I'm, I'm going to need a PowerPoint presentation on this. <laughs> as, as Joe said, you you can't not like the Joker. Yeah. But again, to not be the obvious guy, and I showed you guys a cover. Uh, I lost it now. You got it of, handy. Of my favorite, it's not a villain, but my favorite opponent to Batman, yeah, Superman. Superman. Wow! And those well two, played. those yes. two will go toe to toe 
just as good as the Joker will. And and one of my favorite scenes, and I think it's in what Tom had mentioned, was the uh, the Dark Knight, you yeah. know, Dark Knight Returns or oh, the, yeah. the Frank yeah. Miller series. Yeah. Basically, Batman has beaten up and bloodied Superman, and he yeah. looks him in the face and he says something to the effect of, I just want you to remember that I'm the only human who has ever made you bleed. Yeah. So, I think we should also put into perspective, too, that it's like a 68-year-old Bruce yeah, Wayne that, yeah, that yes. does this. Yeah. Yes. I love and, uh, that part I, of it. Again, he was helped with some kryptonite and, and bat armor and stuff, but the fact is Batman and Superman, they bring out the best in each other, but also the worst. Mm. Um, and, and one other aside, you know, I say he's the best foil. There's a, 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 a run of comics where Batman goes missing and Superman dons the cape. The cape that they did that in the, oh, wow. in the animated wow. show. Yes. And, uh, and it's it's actually pretty funny because Superman kind of has to pull his punches. Right. <laughs> so the people don't yeah. figure it out that it's not Batman. But that's that's my favorite anti-Batman, if you will, is seeing him team with Superman. They did that in the animated series, and yeah, we're like, Superman's going, and he's like beating up criminals, and Robin's like, yo, you need to calm it down, (laughs) reel it in a little bit. Yep. But let's go ahead and do some interesting facts. Joe, do you mind taking the first one? Don't mind. No, uh, okay. So it was that we mentioned this earlier. It was the Joker who beat Jason Todd, a.k.a. Robin, with a crowbar and left him to die in an explosion. In fact, it wasn't the Joker. It was the fans who voted for Jason Todd to die, which was crazy, which wow. you mentioned here. Getting ahead of myself. Uh, <laughs> well, no, you're reading it. Good job. <laughs> no, I was <laughs> – so there was a call-in poll. And like the, I remember reading about this, that the DC artists and like the creators – thought there was no way that fans were going to be so dark that they were going to vote for Robin to die. They already had the book ready and laid out. And then when the votes came in, they were like, what? And they had to go back and redraw and rewrite. But yeah, there was a call-in poll racked up 5,343 votes for him to die, narrowly eclipsing the 5,271 votes for him to survive. It was close. Wow. Sorry, Jason. Close call there. Yeah. Uh, Tom, you have the next one? Yes. According to Forbes... Bruce Wayne is worth $7 billion. Yeah, I don't know when this was. I just saw the facts and thought, okay, it's interesting. Wow. Um, that's why he got all those neat toys. That's right. That's, that's right. He got the money. <laughs> the role of Batman in the 1989 Batman blockbuster was actually offered to various other stars prior to Michael Keaton, including Pierce Brosnan, who couldn't play the part due to his opinion of the hosiery-clad hero. So I'm taking it he didn't <laughs> think he didn't like the character or didn't. Wasn't a fan of it, but... Or assumed there would be tights. Or something like that, yes. So, you're right, because all we had was Adam West's, you know, character of Batman right. with the tights. So they didn't know anything other than that. Brian, do you want to read the, the Joe one? So there have been several people who have played uh, the Robin character from Jason Todd, Tim Drake, Stephanie Brown, and Damian Wayne have all played Robin through the years. Yeah, and really quick, favorite Robin. Oh, my favorite Robin? Yeah. I'm going to go with Tim Drake. Joe? Oh, Damian Wayne. Yeah. I love Damian Wayne. He's he's a little bad. I mean, I can't say that word. Uh, <laughs> he's a little jerk. He's he gives gives Bruce Wayne a run for his money. Nice. Haley? Yeah, I think I'm going to I'm going to say Jason Todd too. I was actually thinking of the um which I think they ended up making was like a t- well, Tom can back up this. What was the animated series part if they did that they did it with Batman Beyond? Where there was um, the like thing encrypted in Young Robin when he was a little kid. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, so 
or is that in was that in the original animated series? There was a whole side story, and they ended up. I think it ended up being like a separate movie too. It was the Batman Batman Beyond film or two part because it was an animated movie, and there was a whole back thing backstory on young Robin, and because that's when Bruce Wayne is really old in Batman Beyond, and it's right. like this whole and he and Batman. I think Robin has kids of his own at that point, and there's a whole like hostage scene, and it's. And Terry McGinnis tries to help him and it's really, really dark because they originally, that's how he got, I think he helped Robin a long time ago as a kid and he was brainwashed by Joker. No one else. Do you know what I'm talking no about? No one seems I can't, to know. I can't so remember. No. Okay. Yeah. It I sounds like, I mean, I maybe, you know, I didn't make it up, I swear, but <laughs> there's Batman, Dracula. What else could be out there? Anything possible. <laughs> right. Yeah. So Kenny, I'm, I'm sorry. I've got to take an alibi on that one because I was thinking of Dick Grayson. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the original Robin who ends up growing up to be Nightwing. Mm -hmm. So that's who I would say is my your favorite of the Robins. Okay. Oh yeah, no, that's mine too. Then that's who it was in the animated <laughs> one. Tom. Yeah, I believe uh, Dick Grayson's the Robin in, in the animated. Yeah. 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 You're right. It's, Jason Todd was in the animated film, the, um, under the red hood, red hood. Yes. yes. I was thinking of red. That's great too. I was, yeah. I got my, my yeah. Batman wires crossed. We got, we got our voice by Jensen our... Ackles from Supernatural. Yes, which I'm yes. a huge fan of Supernatural, so that's why I think I. Oh snap! No, oh that's awesome. We got our Robin's <laughs> I have to crossed, answer it think. in the other room with all my. Uh, yeah. Okay. Nice. Um, all right. Now, quickly, quick question before I give my answer. Stephanie Brown is that? Is that Robin in uh, Dark Knight Returns? Uh, the Frank yeah, Miller. Yeah, the Dark yes. Knight Returns. Okay, yep. now that was a very interesting Robin to me. I I enjoyed that incarnation that book i'm not the comic book collector that i think some of you are and, and certainly some of my friends are but that is to me the definitive book for batman for me that's the that's the one i latch on to when i want to if i want to pick up a book that's it's the good one I cool. go to. it's beautiful so i mean it, frank it really, miller it is so at his nuttiest but it's good yeah. So I really love Stephanie Brown. Cool. I don't think she got the time. We can't really compare her in terms of screen time or page time to some of these other Robins. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, and then, of course, Dick Grayson is, you know, the Robin, the 1977 doll that I went nuts over. That's, uh, you know, so it's definitely Dick, I think. Cool. Haley, you have the next interesting okay. fact. And I actually just figured out it's called Batman Beyond the Return of Joker is the film. Oh, I see. It's okay. an animated film. And it's after I I can't I, I think it came out out after Batman Beyond series ended. I think so. Yeah, it's Batman Beyond Return of Return of the Joker, and it has a whole side story thing with Robin and Joker and Batman because it's like you know thirty years later. Um, That's cool. I'm gonna have to check yeah. that out. So check that out. I have something you guys can watch that you didn't already know about. <laughs> yes. Okay. yes. I oh, it's like I feel so achieved. And then okay, anyways. So, and I I really like this one. I actually know about this. In one series of Batman comics, Bruce Wayne and Catwoman actually are betrothed and have a child who yeah. is the Huntress or Helena. And there's really great comic art cover of their wedding. One of my friends is obsessed with it and she's done like cosplays of it and stuff. But it, it's, I mean, there's a lot of versions of this because this is like another ship, as you would say, as the cool kids would say. But um, <laughs> when I when I, when I I think about that, I think of that that comic and I can't remember the artist that does um I know there's a couple versions of it where they are married and have 
And Huntress is really badass character too, by the way. Yes, so she is. That's, that's yeah. another great, that's yeah. a good one. Cool. And then I have the final fact here. Annette Benning was speedily replaced with Michelle Pfeiffer after being originally billed <laughs> uh, for the part of Catwoman. Wow. She was all scheduled for the part until she became pregnant. Oh, wow. So I don't know yeah. if I can imagine I Annette can't. Benning being... Yeah, that woman. Michelle Pfeiffer no. nailed it. I she can't. was so good. It. Yeah, she's so good in that role. That's so crazy. Wow. wow. All right, guys. So thank you so much. I think that's going to do it for our discussion on Batman. Of course, it was everything I expected and more. Uh, I knew I had some great co-hosts here uh, to discuss something that I'm not as familiar with. So I appreciate you coming on and chatting with me. I uh, think it takes a Superman to admit that, Kenny. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Which, God. Wait, which, Kenny, did you watch the animated series of Superman that came out around the same time as the Batman one? No. Did you? No, okay. No, I've seen the movies. They had I've seen the Superman movies, the animated Superman movies, but not yeah, the Yeah, yeah. Not the, the okay. Yeah, yeah. Which is on my list. I'll, I will get to it at some point. Um, all right. But before we go, I want to promote you guys because I really appreciate you doing this for me. So let's go ahead and talk about things that you want to promote. Why don't you start us off, Tom? Well, uh, I would sure love it if you would check out anywhere you listen to podcasts, Back Through the Basement, hosted by myself and my sister. Superheroes and toys from your favorite franchises are definitely things that we touch upon. Um, we recently found a bunch of matchbox cars corgi juniors hot wheels cars all related to batman in fact i gotta double check no it was a few episodes ago so if you want to hop right to that you can hop to episodes 28 and 29 uh secret santa and matchbox cars and superheroes and gobots and we deal with some really great batman toys um but generally speaking you know it's a sibling pair going through their parents' basement upon the orders of our parents and getting <laughs> hilariously waylaid on the task. So we are dropping episode 32 tomorrow. We come out every Monday, and we should love to have you in the basement. Cool. Thank you. And I'll have all that information in the show notes, so you don't need to yep. worry about And plus his social media, if you right. want to contact him, all that will be there. Thank uh, you. Joe. Yes, uh, you can catch me on Twitter or Twitch or most social media at Next Wave Joe. Um, uh, I, we talked earlier this podcast about my uh, my stage adaptation of The Killing Joke, which you could find on uh, on YouTube. I'll give Kenny the the link so you could just find it there on the page. Uh, watching live theater recorded is totally lame and very boring. <laughs> but if you if you had the inclination to try to check this thing out. I'd appreciate it. I'd love it. It's a, it's a, a, a passion project for many of us. Uh, other than that, uh, I just want to thank you guys for having me on, Kenny. I'm so sorry. I know I'm a chatterbox, uh, <laughs> but I love that you put up with it, and I appreciate it. Thank you for letting me be a part of this. Of course, always. And Brian? Hey, Kenny. Yeah, I'm going to echo that. Thanks for, for having me. Uh, as, as Kenny knows, I just retired from the Army about five months ago um, after 27 years. So oh, I kind of get yeah, no, I, we got, yeah, got Haley's husband is also in military. My husband's so. Air Force. Oh, yeah. well, you more know that, left. Yeah. More you years. Know that, that rivalry, that probably <laughs> rivalry. <laughs> you know, God, God bless him and thank him and you for, for letting, allowing that to happen. So, uh, no, so I retired and uh, I've got like a new lease on life. So it's a great opportunity for me to try and reconnect with some of the things I wanted to do. But one thing we didn't mention in this podcast is 
Batman, we, we mentioned it started with detective comics, and he is one of the best, if not, you know, the greatest detective of his time. Right. Um, and his analytical skills. So because I'm new and not really on the Twitter and the Twitch and the social <laughs> medias, I'm going to leave it to the listeners of the podcast. And maybe Kenny can help out to give you some clues to figure out some of the stuff that I have. But the one project I did complete was I wrote a, a children's book, a children's Christmas book titled One Day Off. And it's the story of about uh, the reindeer. Santa's reindeer wanted to take the day off uh, at Christmas. And Santa said, you can, but you need to get uh, other animals to pull the sleigh for you. So mm -hmm. it's a, a clever little rhyme uh, book that allows uh, children to see the antics that happen as uh, the reindeer recruit other animals to pull Santa and his sleigh to deliver toys so that we can all have a, a Christmas day. So mm -hmm. I finished that uh, through a Kickstarter and uh, I'm just selling it direct sales right now, uh, or actually through a local store here in Huntsville. Um, but uh, uh, my wife and I also just formed a company. So uh, out of the military, I'm looking to do, you know, consulting gigs if needed. Uh, but I, I'm appreciative of Kenny for giving me the opportunity to, to actually get back into what I love. Um, yeah. Being the the nerd. comics, Being the nerd, the hey. geek whether it's video games, animation, comics, you name it. I, yeah. I love this and I love our culture. So thanks again for having me on that. Of course, the and I'll have all his information in the show notes. So if you're interested in getting a copy of the book, I'll put you in contact with him. Yes, and I'm definitely. sure there's a way for him to get the book to you guys. Thanks, uh, Kenny. Of course. Thank you for joining me. Haley. So, I mean, I'm a school teacher, so um, I just want to promote, make sure the mute is on for the Zoom classes. <laughs> so don't hear the background noises. I appreciate it. Or the kid yelling really loudly into it. Um, thank you so much in advance for appreciating the patience of teachers teaching online right now. I just want to promote, I don't have anything personal to promote, but I just am really proud of myself that you guys didn't know something I was talking about for once. <laughs> I think you yeah. should all watch. Watch the Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. It's like, it's an animated movie, so it's only an hour long anyways. And um, it has a really interesting kind of a dark backstory with young Robin, because it's it's the one where it's Terry McGinnis is helping old Bruce Wayne because they thought the Joker was dead. Because this is like, you know, Bruce Wayne's like 80 years old in this. And it has a really, mm -hmm. um, it's a really dark take. And it has a, um, it's, it's really fun because it has some from the animated, the original animated series, a little of that like feel. So... Very cool. That's cool. what I'm recommending to anyone out there in the world who hasn't watched it yet on All HBO right. Max. I'm going to flip it on you, Haley. Thank you for your service. Oh. Yes. yes. There we go. Yes. What you do is yeah, teachers, man. Extremely God heroic. bless the teachers. Yeah. Kenny, yeah. you are a hero to me. Thank you. Right. Thank you As for gathering. As someone who's had to school his own children for the past year. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I will. Um, I will give them all. Give them all the raises. Give these teachers <laughs> all of the raises. It's such a pleasure to come around your table, uh, buddy. I talk yes. to twelve-year and twelve and thirteen-year-olds all day, so this is like the night, the most I've talked to adults in so long. You <laughs> well, thank you guys again. I don't ever promote myself. I'm Geeky Fanboy on all platforms, and yes, just, he's awesome. You can look that up. Uh, GeekyFanboyProductions.com has all my podcasts. And uh, I really appreciate you guys doing this. And you guys will be back again. I say that every time because it's true. Uh, I will have more roundtables, and I'm 
you guys are amazing guests, so I'd love to have you back. So uh, thank you again, and we'll be talking to you guys soon. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Say, bam, pow, zap. Right. <laughs> oh, yes, I want to play the animated series. Right Join now. us next time. <laughs> same bad channel, same bad time. Exactly. Same geek time, uh, same <laughs> geek channel. I hope you guys enjoyed that roundtable. As I said, it was so much fun having a conversation. And I'm not a huge Batman fan, so I really don't know a lot about it. But I think I picked four amazing guest hosts who really are knowledgeable uh, with all aspects of Batman. And it was a great conversation. And it was so much fun just to be enlightened about Batman. I've uh, definitely uh, had my work cut out for me to catch up on some Batman stuff. There's lots of good suggestions. And I look forward to uh, expanding my knowledge on Batman and the Batman universe. So once again, I want to thank my co-hosts, Joe, Haley, Tom, and Brian. And of course, I want to thank my amazing listeners who come back each month to listen to my roundtable. So until next time, guys, take care. That was the scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the newcomers podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the newcomer's podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. I'm Tom, sheltering at home in L.A. I'm Julie, sheltering in the home we both grew up in in Boston. And together, we're We're going going back through through the the basement. basement. Mom and Dad want us to go through (laughs) all of our toys and belongings. I think Mom and Dad are taking advantage of the pandemic. (laughs) What the f*** is that guy? It's called a wuzzle. So laugh. That thing is so fucked up. Get emotional. I have a fucking mess over here. And discover what we find and what we keep. Which will probably be everything, Jules. I know, right? Thank you to Kenny Mitleider and everyone around the Geek Roundtable. Thank you to all their listeners. From us in the basement, we want you to know you are all keeps. Definite keeps. Attention, attention. Are you a fan of MASH, one of the most groundbreaking television series in history? Then take a listen to the MASH 4077 podcast, where hosts discuss their thoughts episode by episode. They will also share with you some little-known behind-the-scenes information, trivia, and so much more. So come and find them on iTunes by searching MASH 4077 podcast or online at www.mash4077podcast.com. The Geek Roundtable Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0, United States license, all rights reserved.